The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazurowski. Outside right now, we're looking at partly cloudy skies, 43 in Buffalo. A horrific mass shooting at a bank in downtown Louisville yesterday morning has the community stunned as officials learn more about the five victims killed by the gunman. What they say is that he worked there, and according to his LinkedIn page, he had been an intern there for several years, eventually was promoted to a full-time role, even got promoted to a higher job relatively recently. But according to sources, we've learned that in recent days, he was informed that he was going to be fired. And before this shooting, he actually left a note to his parents and to his friends saying his intent was to shoot up this bank. That's Trevor Alt. Nine other people were wounded in the shooting, including two officers. One is in critical condition. Here in New York, Governor Hochul has a new pick to lead the state's highest court. She's nominated Rowan Wilson as chief judge, her second candidate for the job. If approved, Wilson will become the first African-American to hold the position. As a Harvard Law School graduate, currently serves as an associate judge on the Court of Appeals, position he's had since 2017. Hochul's nomination of Wilson comes after Hector LaSalle, her initial pick, was rejected by Democrats in her own party in favor of a judge with a more politically progressive record. The redistricting fight continues in New York. WBEN's Tom Puckett has that. On Friday, Governor Hochul and Attorney General Letitia James filed an amicus briefing supporting efforts to redraw New York's congressional district lines now rather than leaving the lines drawn by a court-appointed special master. Republican strategist Carl Calabrese says there's a reason a court ultimately appointed a special master. An overreach by the Democrats to essentially try to put themselves in a in a decade-long position of dominance and essentially erase any opposition through the redistricting, where, um, you know, instead of voters choosing the representative, the representatives choose their voters. Ken Cooley of Politics and Stuff says if a court goes ahead with it, the process would still take time. I would think that we're talking about several months. So, of course, the, the new districts wouldn't be needed until next year, uh, but the process for running elections these days starts in uh, late February, early March. So that would be the the window of opportunity, which will probably take a good portion of that time period. Jack O'Donnell of O'Donnell and Associates does not think a court hearing will come soon. Certainly not this year. Um, whether it happens before next year, I, I, I like to think I knew what the law was on redistricting, but after some of the decisions last year, uh, it's all up in the air. Listen to the full conversations online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you. Well, the White House acknowledging it does not know if it's fully contained a major leak of top-secret intelligence. Here's National Security Official John Kirby yesterday. People think that, that the administration's losing the battle against whoever wants to steal our secrets, whether it's foreign adversaries or hackers or whomever. I think the American people need to know and deserve to know that we're taking this very, very seriously. The classified documents posted online exposing U.S. intelligence on everything from the war in Ukraine to North Korea to Iran's nuclear program. Gas prices are up substantially compared to a week ago at this time. A week ago, OPEC Plus, which includes Russia, decided to cut production. That's an oil prices spiking, and already we're paying the price every time we fill up. In the past week, the average price of regular unleaded rose 10 cents to 3.60 a gallon, according to new data from the Energy Department. Prices jumping 13 cents in the Midwest and 12 cents in the Lower Atlantic. It comes as travel demand is rising with better weather and moving towards summer. Still, though, Americans are paying 
paying 50 cents a gallon less than a year ago. Alex Stone, EBC News. Around here, AAA says the average price is 3.55 locally. It was 3.47 a week ago. That's an 8 cent increase. 3.36 is what we were paying last month. On the bright side, diesel is at $5. It hasn't been under 5 in well over a year. Hey. <laughs> Got to find something. Look for the bright right. spot anywhere you can get it, right? How about this last night? Sabres stay alive. Casey Middlestad had the game-tying goal in the third. Miller gets it back again. Tuck takes it away. Tuck backhand. Rebound scores. Casey Middlestad ties the game at two. And then the winner in the shootout, too. Middlestad works his way in. Deke scores! Casey Middlestad showing off some nifty mitts there. Capo Caco against Levi, who comes well out to meet him. Caco, Levi with the save, and the Sabres take a big bite out of the Big Apple to keep their playoff hopes alive. How about that? 3-2 the win over the Rangers, plus the Islanders lose to Washington. Toronto beats Florida in a shootout. It all means the Sabres still in it at game number 80, which is tonight in New Jersey. But they must win to stay alive. you got to win out. Three left. (laughs) Three left in four days, um, all between now and Friday. I mean, it's a tall order. It is. Exciting to still be in it. And who knows, maybe they could still be in it by uh, the time their uh, home finale this upcoming Thursday. That would be pretty cool. By the skin of their teeth in the shootout. Levi, excellent in the shootout, by the way. Everything lined up last night. Well, it was looking so good, except for the Sabres game, for a little bit there. I mean, the Sabres were trailing, but you had everything you needed out of town, which you haven't gotten in like a week or so. And they were able to turn it around, get things done. Look at them now. uh, Still in it with, uh, you know, a little ways to go. But, hey, we'll take it. One at a time, right? And New Jersey is tonight. The new green trend is is making Western New York neighborhoods say, let it grow. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. No Mow May is an initiative geared towards pushing the pause button on mowing one's lawn during the month of May, allowing flowers to bloom and help early season pollinators. The start of the growing season is a critical time for hungry, newly emerged native bees to an area, and floral resources may be hard to find, especially in urban and suburban landscapes. A number of municipalities have already supported the initiative and have encouraged residents to let their lawns grow throughout the month of May, including the city of Buffalo, who passed a resolution in February allowing residents to grow out their lawns for one month this spring. I had a lot of residents from the district that spoke to me about it, that were supportive of it, and the more information I was able to get about it, the more supportive I was, and my colleagues like Joel Farrelletto were supportive as well, and it just seemed like it would be a good thing to do to help the environment, especially during the month of May. That's Buffalo Common Council member Joe Galombek. He's among the many that are hopeful the initiative will work out very well, and it's also the first of many initiatives to better the environment. As for the town of Orchard Park, they recently voted unanimously to approve the initiative among its residents, allowing them to take part if they choose to do so. Town board member Connor Flynn is understanding of the potential benefits No Mo May can have this spring, not just in the town of Orchard Park, but elsewhere across western New York. Science is pretty clear on this, that if this is done on a broad basis, that it can be beneficial to the community. There is no requirement that individuals not mow the lawns. Uh, Residents of Orchard Park are free 
freezing with their lawns. But I am hopeful that from a messaging aspect, it will get the message out there that we do need to protect these pollinators. We do need to protect these bees so that we can live in a more sustainable, biodiverse community. More on the No Mow May initiative is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. But it's April, so go ahead. I don't know if that's the... uh... Well, hey, how about if you were a lawn company? You know, you pay... It's a seasonal contract, right? Yeah. You? Give me the no-mo-may rate. Um, I just like the idea of like, hey, listen, I'm not lazy. I'm just environmentally friendly. And that's the excuse I can go with uh, now the month of May when I decide to take a week off or something like that. <laughs> the exclusive WBN Summer of the Forecast for the day today calls for clouds and times of sun. It'll be quite breezy. The wind coming in out of the southwest at times gusting up around 35 miles per hour. We'll look at high temperatures into the upper 50s to near 60 degrees. Tonight brings patchy clouds and starlight still on the breezy side and mild. Overnight low temperatures in the mid-40s becoming mostly sunny once again for Wednesday. Highs in the mid-60s. Thursday sunny, the high near 70 still on the breezy side. With your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. North District Buffalo Common Council member Joe Golumbeck is joining us this morning on WBEN talking about No Mo May, which is coming up, a move to be environmentally friendly. Um, Joe, how did this come to your attention? And ultimately, you co-sponsored the legislation on this. Yes, good morning. Um, Well, it was something that percolated from the bottom up. Uh, I had a bunch of residents in my district that had contacted me and said that they thought that this would be a good idea. Uh, Some of them had friends in the Delaware district. Uh, so Joel Ferraletto and I took a look at it, did some research, and thought it would be a good idea, and pushed it through the council. So what does it mean? And no more may. Um, b- b- business as usual, basically? Uh, depends. Uh, no, for, uh, for somebody like me who cut, has their gut grass cut every week or so, um, we might go the whole month without cutting the grass so that it will... Uh, grow and that there will be more pollinators, the bees will be able to fly around, and uh, it will be better for the environment, but only for the month of May. Um, We anticipate that the grass could grow six to eight inches in the uh, month of May before it would have to be cut, and it should be good for the environment uh, and for the community in many regards. But if you end up doing it, you could be doing it for two reasons, right? Either you support the effort, you know, and you want, you know, all this pollination to happen, or it's a great excuse not to mow your lawn, right? Right. Yeah, that's possible. You know, um, you get fined in the city of Buffalo or ticketed for, I believe, eight or nine inches. So we doubt very much that even under the best conditions that there would be that much grass uh, that would grow during the month. But you never know. So, you know, you hit uh, that kind of my next question, how much actually grows in May? It depends on the weather, right? How wet we are, how dry we are, uh, all that kind of stuff. Any concerns about, you know, we always hear about, oh, ticks are coming, they're more prevalent, you know, long grass with those or other insects uh, that aren't bees that you're trying to save? I mean, are are there any downsides to this? Um, You know, I don't think so. I did a little bit of research on it when my friends have approached me with it. And it seemed more that if you were in more of a rural area or possibly even a suburban area, that there would be more problems with those types of insects. Um, The other question that people had was, what about rats and other rodents? 
and uh, I did a little bit of research on that. And as long as there's not a food source for them, uh, the high grass, low grass isn't really going to matter. Uh, as long, you know, it's like where you get the rodents where you have people, unfortunately, with bird feeders, um, with garbage that's left outside, uh, with garbage cans that are not secured. So I don't think there's going to be as any anywhere near the type of downside that some people have uh, predicted. There are other communities, too, that are doing it besides the city of Buffalo. Um, do you kind of like that because that there's more support for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good thing whenever the city does something that other people copy. It's like when I did the food truck legislation many years ago. I think Rochester and a few other municipalities copied the legislation that I basically put together. So, you know, you always feel good when somebody notices what you do, thinks it's a good idea, and moves forward with it. April, rules still apply? Uh, What do you mean? (laughs) It's no mo May. It's not no mo April. Oh, yes, yes. You know, are you asking people to sign up to get, you know, to know how many people might be doing this? Or is it just strictly if you want to do it, do it? Yeah, strictly if you want to do it, do it. Uh, If we ended up asking people to sign up, I think, honestly, it would just be a logistical nightmare. Um, You know, trying to get people to call. What department would they call? Uh, Probably it would be 311. They're already overwhelmed with people calling in with complaints so it's just sort of a you know if you choose to do it that's great if you choose not to do it that's great as well hey i want to ask you about a kind of a a blizzard hangover um remember the nyu study that was looking at the city's response to the blizzard is that back yet uh you know i don't believe that it is um i know that we spoke about it about two weeks ago um And, you know, I don't believe I have not seen it yet. I don't think it's been submitted to us. Now, uh, that study being, you know, kind of taking so long, by the time it gets back and you know how short our attention spans are and we all kind of move on from the blizzard. Are you worried that the impact of whatever it says won't have as much oomph, won't have as much teeth for whatever those recommendations might be because the blizzard might be way in the back of our minds by then? Uh, Yeah, you know, that's a distinct possibility. However, I know that last year I was beating the drum, you know, through spring and into the budget process, you know, for the city. And I've been reminding my colleagues on a regular basis. And I think that there is some support to make changes already because I've spoken to some of my colleagues. Matter of fact, uh, two or three of my colleagues have pulled me aside and said, you know what, really, we really have to make sure that we take a closer look at the budget this year and make sure that we have enough equipment or employees or whatever is necessary to make sure that uh, plowing is done better in the future. I uh, also want to ask I don't know if you know anything about Bray Miller. Bray Miller Market in the city uh, was looking for a grant um, because of you know lost business. Do you know if that's picked up any steam or if that's going forward uh i know that uh there was some very very serious talk about it uh i have some concerns because i think there's enough businesses in the city of buffalo that were hurt during covid um i don't want to pick out any one business to assist them when there's you know dozens maybe hundreds of businesses uh that also have been hurt um the buffalo news had a decent editorial that said that there should be uh if the city is going to give them money that there should be some sort of a business plan so that you know you're not throwing you know good money after bad 
Um, so I would be supportive of that. But my gut feeling right now is I wouldn't vote for uh, any money for Brain Miller. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.